This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by The Wisdom of Hobbits, by me, Matthew J. DiStefano. In this hopeful yet at times poignant homage, I focus on everyone's favorite halfling friend, the Hobbit. A charming people, this Shire-based race has captivated, enthralled, and enchanted the hearts and minds of millions. And though they're not a religious society, I argue that spiritual truths, love, kindness, generosity, hope, and even compassion can be found within their familiar yet still relevant and didactic tales. So come and enter a world of adventure and intrigue. Whether it's your first foray into Middle-earth or the Shire is your second home, allow me to inspire you toward discovering your own inner hobbit. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you get your fine, fine books. From Choir Publishing. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical, with your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is another, it's time. It's another round. It's time for another Apostates Anonymous. I am Matthew J. DiStefano, your co-host, joined by Keith Giles, the two owners of Core Publishing. <laughs> I um, thought it was queer, queer publishing. Queer publishing, half queer, because I'm queer and you're not. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for another episode. We have a good topic today. Keith, say hi. How's your week been? Or two weeks, I guess, since it's uh, since we've recorded last. Uh, yeah, hi everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of your your second favorite podcast. We're so excited. So excited. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm low. I'm admittedly low energy right now. Donald Trump would troll me and call me low energy DiStefano or something. <laughs> I've been waking up at like 4.30 every fucking morning. My uh, my wife, God bless her, um, being that she's a nurse, she goes in super early and it's fucked my whole internal clock up. And yeah. now no matter whether she has to get up or not, I you get are, up. You wake up. Uh, yep. I'm up. And it's not like get up and grind people. No, it's just like I fucking can't go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, my that's my thing. I mean, I don't get up that early, but I, I, I'll, if the sun comes up, I'm, I'm up. So like six, six thirty, I'm up, and then I just cannot go back to sleep. I, I would love if I could just roll over, but most of the time, once I'm awake and it's light outside, my brain immediately starts thinking of all the things I need to do, and then I just get up and start doing them. So yeah, I just, I think my body's like, well, you got like six hours or seven hours of sleep, so. Yeah, yeah what are you complaining I, about? <laughs> I guess that's good, right? Like, shit. Right. What more good do you en- need? Good enough, right? You lazy bastard. Um, so we have <laughs> we have a topic today. Um, it's been a long time since I've thought about hell. Oh, But yes. I figured at some point this year, Choir does have a book, uh, a Ooh. multi-contributor book on universalism. And there's some there's some heavy hitters in that in that oh, book. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, so this will be a good kind of uh, maybe like a an associated um, podcast that could go with that because Keith and I are both universalists of some sort, yeah. And and we both used to believe in hell, 
And I'm sure we have different thoughts on that. So I kind of wanted to talk about like, what is your mental health like now that you don't believe in hell? Because we all talk, you know, we talk about like what it was like believing in hell and we all kind of, mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Um, but it's like just thinking about how nice it is to not believe in some of this shit. Like it's actually oh, pretty yeah. damn good for the mental health there. Yes. It's surprisingly good. It's really great. Yeah. yeah that's a good yeah. topic. But before the topic, we have, um, well, I've noticed we do have real ads. The following will not be a real ad. Disclaimer. Or, or maybe, this is disclaimer. <laughs> or maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. Like, figure it out, right? Uh, no, you'll be able to figure it out, I believe. In a world thirsty for greatness, there comes a Bible like no other, presenting the Trump oh, translation by Zondervan. <laughs> Penned by the one and only Donald J. Trump. Prepared to whiteness, I I mean witness (laughs) history being made, this timeless masterpiece brings you the unparalleled wisdom of a stable genius, a visionary unmatched in his understanding of words and their power. Every passage, every verse, meticulously crafted to reflect the art of the deal with a heavenly touch. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. This translation is huge. (laughs) It'll make your spiritual journey great again. The miracles, tremendous. The commandments, truly unmatched. And the parables, well, let's just say they're bigly. And wait until you see the footnotes straight from the golden pen of Trump himself. Excuse me. Offering brilliant insights that'll leave you awestruck so don't miss out on this divine deal get the trump translation from zondervan today with a ford by eric metaxas and experience the bible like never before in the words of trump it's the best folks believe me i'm the only one that could do it pick it up today wow zondervan has a has a bestseller on their hands right there i'm sure orders are just already flying in yeah, it's like we we don't even have to ad, we don't have to advertise for them. I don't know yeah, why that was a missed opportunity. Us, well, you know, choir we could have done something like that. That would have been that well, we could have made so much money. I, I can imagine the cover, and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. This actually could be something we should pursue. It's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, cloth cloth wrap it. <laughs> yeah, hardback. Oh my god. Yeah, Trump holding the flag. And uh, just Jesus in the background, the just yeah. clinching, clinching it like the flag, and then Jesus in the background, smiling mm-hmm. and smiling. Grab- Jesus holding Trump, Trump holding the flag. There you go. Jesus grabbing the the woman by the well by the pussy. They, that's right, exactly. <laughs> oh my well, go check out Newt Zondervan's latest. Zondervan, Zondervan, if you're listening, thank you for uh, previously sponsoring the Heretic Happy Hour. Yes, we're happy to we're happy to troll you at any point. Thank you for um, hilariously once sending money and free Bibles, and Bibles. to our listeners. <laughs> Yo, that's one of the funniest things. We had a lot of funny things happen on Heresy Capiar. One of the funniest things is Zondervan of all people sponsoring the show and then sending Bibles to <laughs> listeners. We said I, I, I think it was like cloth bound, like comfort. What was it like the comfort Bible, the new RSV? No, I they sent you got one too, right? They sent me like a really nice. Um, leather bound. It was the I, new NRSB. I did not. I did really? not. I really. I did I not they receive gave us one. options. I probably said no, thank you. Oh, you probably did. <laughs> I, I just have. was like, oh, what the hell? Send me a new Bible. I, I mean, never use I, it. Yeah. It sits. It's just sitting there. But, but you know, they sent it to me. 
I mean, I don't want to lie. Let's see. I thought. Maybe, I might have. Gotten... I mean, maybe I did. I'll have to check after this. I mean, there, there's a chance I got one and just laughed and put it on the shelf or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was it was hilarious though because we would do ads, and then right after the ad, Jamal would say like, "The Bible isn't real." Mm-hmm. That was just great. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, fun. Those are the days. Those were the days. Yes, when we had real <laughs> sponsors. Um. Yeah. So. Pick that up and uh, let's get into it today. I was, um, it's when I go on the old internet there, um, the or yeah. or yeah. I or I drive by like one of those obnoxious advertisements on the side of the highway of like, yeah, don't burn in hell, give your heart but to Jesus, and then a Bible hell, hell is real. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Jesus saves. It's it's, yeah. it's not until I see and come across this stuff that I remember that people actually believe this shit. Because oh, yeah. in my in my day to day, I don't think about it. So then, it's always comforting to like to know that I, I mean, I really feel psychologically a lot happier <laughs> than than when I believed in in the hard biblical truths, brother. Uh, absolutely, and uh, yeah, no, I do the same thing. I, I in fact, the other day I saw on Facebook someone had made a post like, "Hell is real." And if you don't, you know, ask Jesus into your heart, you're going to go there and all these amen brothers and preach the gospel, preach the truth kind of stuff. And like, I just, I think I unfollowed the person because it's like, oh, thank you for letting me know that you're one of those people. I don't even know why you're still following me on Facebook, but I'm not, I'm not going to friend you anymore. I, I just, it's just so dumb to me. Like it's such a, to me, it's such a silly backwards way of thinking and, uh, yeah. So I, I just, I, you're right. I don't think about it at all, but as you were, as you were talking just now, I was thinking like, do you remember that someone did this um, survey and uh, I think it was on Twitter. They did a survey and, and uh, I published it about uh, just asking people who had deconverted or deconstructed um, to talk about the quality of their life now. Mm. And it was like, yeah, the number one thing was freedom. And mm-hmm. I think the number two thing was like more joy or something like that. And so it was like, yes, when you let go of hell, when you stop believing in God, that God is this like angry, wrathful, disappointed, you know, um, you know, asshole <laughs> who's going to roast, <laughs> roast you in hell forever. Yeah. yeah. It's like all of a sudden, wow. And the thing that I, the thing that I noticed once I, once I started embracing it, universal reconciliation was like, it just, um, it allowed me to relate to people differently. Right. So like suddenly I just, I didn't, I, I, I never thought after that, well, was somebody a Christian or if I heard someone died, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, Oh, did they pray the prayer? It's like, no, nah, I just, they were just a person. You know, if I meet yeah. somebody, I don't care if they're a Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist or an atheist, they're just a person. Yeah. And you can just relate to people as, as a human being. And then you don't have, like, there's no. Ulterior there's no, motive. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like religion and, and religious people and religious voices. You know, they they're, they always try to use this threat of hell and, and God's wrath and all that bullshit. Uh, it's just a way of controlling you and, and silencing you or manipulating you. And I like, it's like, yeah, it just doesn't work anymore. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah, I'm much happier now. Yeah, I always... Maybe I should write it, but I mean, a lot of times you see all these theological debates about what the Bible says or what philosophy suggests about 
hell and punishment and the afterlife and chastise whatever we're talking about yeah but really like there should i think there should be more emphasis on on does good theology lead to joy and bliss and happiness and does bad right. theology lead to the opposite because it seems like it if it's good theology correct theology biblical truths that those things would lead to more happiness and joy and bliss and mm. and hell doesn't the rapture doesn't uh dispensationalism doesn't um yeah so shouldn't that weigh into our the way we treat people like you just said when we don't have like the need to know someone's belief or faith or all that and we just meet them where they're at isn't that a sign that we're kind of on the right track of getting this this whole thing a little more correct right where i don't i don't see my neighbor as either a non-christian or christian in right. or out or yeah. you know like the big one that got me is because like my grandparents raised me and my grandpa was agnostic and I was always so worried. Like, yeah. But then at the same time, like, what did he ever do wrong? He deserves hell. Right. And my dad, who's a Christian, walked away and never talks to us, but he's going to go to heaven and I got to go up there. Be I got to go up there and hopefully if I make it, I, I got to be with this asshole. And if I if <laughs> and my grandpa's yeah. not going to, you know, like, yeah, wow. Look, I mean, don't have any of that. I just. I, I do give myself a pat on the back, like at least my daughter doesn't have to deal with that shit. Yes. You know? Yeah, no, that that does make me that gives me so much hope <clears throat> just to think that like your kids don't believe in hell, right? Oh no. Yeah. No, no. Um yeah, that, and it, that's one of the great things is knowing that we you know we have kids, we're gonna raise a generation after us that will just like they would if someone tried to tell them that God was God was, you know, gonna send them to hell for not believing. The They'd right things. <laughs> they would just laugh. They'd be like, yeah. "What man?" They, I feel sorry for people like that. Like, really? So yeah, yeah, that's the God you you've you believe in. That's that's who you think God is. Mm -hmm. And and this is these are the rules you think that this God is living by. Like He cares so much, not just about what you believe, but this God cares about like um, who you love, and yeah. this God cares about how you dress, and this God cares about how you vote. Like, so, really? Uh, like this seems like a really petty small god um who's like who ends up well, looking like every other motherfucker yeah exactly like worried about concerned about the dumbest things right mm -hmm. yeah it's it, i i'm just so glad to be out of that and done with that um and yeah i think there's just a lot more peace um a lot less anxiety i mean the people that i you know the people that go through square one <clears throat> a lot of them that still have anxieties um it's because they, there's still some little vestige of, you know, little tendrils of tentacles of, uh, of that manipulation in their, in the back of their mind. So mm -hmm. you think, know, okay, I don't believe this anymore. I'm, I'm rejecting eternal torment, but there's still this little voice, these little, you know, people in their lives that still kind of warn them. Oh, I'm praying for you. And, you know, God's got, you know, God, God's, you know, God's going to get you for this or kind of a thing like, you know, this, these threats, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's as, as much as you still believe that and hold on to that, you're still going to have this fear and anxiety. I I'd say I, I don't have the fear and anxiety, but I say the, the voices never go away. Like those little voices, like if you do this, some bad shit's going to happen. Or if you, uh, I, I mean, those, those, they're still in the echoes of my mind. Yeah. Like, 
it's not in the forefront, but it's just maybe it's just like, yeah, echoes of memories of like you thought this for so long. Yeah, that 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 those those inclinations are always going to be there, and I have to just laugh at them. Like, and that's what I do. Honestly, yes. When that when I do, if I do, because I don't think I I get those in my head very often. But if I do, yeah, I just laugh at them because they're just silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like there's there's no causation or correlation to that shit. That's just, you know. But but our our we're we're um we're meaning making machines, right? So. We try to attach, and, and when we're still in that evangelical or like kind of quid pro quo type of thinking, yeah, um, we create connections that are just not there. Like that conspiracy theorist board yes, with all the, yes. the the push pins and the thread the murder board. Like, yes, yeah, it's like <laughs> we do that shit. We'll be like, oh, but yeah, but yesterday I did this and this and this, and look what happened in two weeks. My aunt got COVID, or my, but you know, like, well. That doesn't have anything to do with anything, dude. It's just no, random yeah. shit that happened. Yeah, again, and that's exactly what that's exactly right. And that can happen with Christianity and it happens with other religions and it happens with cults Everything. and it happens yeah. with all you know, superstitions, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't knock on wood or throw salt over your shoulder, or if you cross uh, you step on a crack or you you know, cross the path of a black cat or bring a ladder, open an umbrella inside, or walk under a ladder, and then so like or organ like like um the Zodiac stuff. Like to me, that is, is the mm-hmm. ultimate in stupidity. I don't understand that. Apologies if somebody is into Zodiac, but it's just like, it's so ridiculous. Spoken to like me. a true Aquarius key. Spoken <laughs> like a true. Well, I'm know. a Scorpio, but yes. Oh, what's um, I'm a Libra. But see all that stuff. It's like, so just because you were born, you know, on a certain day of the month, like this, mm-hmm. this controls the rest of your life so that like, I can literally read in the newspaper online, some daily horoscope and like, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so what happens is it's like with their self-fulfilling prophecies, like, oh, because are. it said this, or well, because this happened now, something bad's going to happen. So what you're looking for well, now is we something then create bad. The, we create yeah. the patterns. You yep. create, you create the lens that you're looking yep. through. And so you're now you're looking for bad things. And then anything that qualifies up oh, there, it is. See, that proves it. And yeah, it's just nonsense. Yeah. And we do, we do that with our, well, we do that with everything, but yeah, I think it's, I think just more prevalent in the more religious mindset, you know, because in the back of our mind, there is this, it's a very, very serious game and you better get it right. Yeah. So those patterns better be in your favor. Otherwise eternal, I mean, eternal torment, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did you ever sit there and try to imagine a billion years and then think like there's another billion and another billion and another billion? Yeah, I I did. I mean, you know, just trying to imagine infinity, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's really difficult, like or impossible. Like, but you know, so we talk about like not believing in hell, right? But I was thinking too, like, I'm not sure I believe in heaven. Like the place you go to when you're dead? Yeah, I, I mean, like well, to me, I, that's I yeah, that's the greater mystery. It's sort of like because I don't think we really know what happens when we die, and then all we have really are theories. Um well, we can't really know. I mean no. how could we know? I mean, there's well, the reports of like people who have like near death experiences, right. and that's that's cool too. I mean, but I haven't, and I don't want to have one. But it sounds to me like like DMT or ayahuasca. That's exactly. And it's right. like does Which does means, the body do some shit that just like yeah? Is it real or is it not real? I don't even know how to answer those questions, and I don't even want to. Like yeah. So that I mean, I, I heard I heard a story of someone smoking DMT, and he had a he had a month for he had a, a life for three months, but he was passed out for like thirty minutes. 
No, no, he's I've like, no, I had a, I had a new job and a fucking new girlfriend and, and a house and apartment or whatever. No, no, I've like. heard that too. Like people have said that. Like they either 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 with a near death experience or with a right. like a drug trip. Yeah, that they lived a whole lifetime. They had they had a, a marriage. They had children, and then they came back and they lived a whole life. Yeah, uh, I've heard that. So, but here's the thing, though. Like the, it's it is fascinating. The the like mushrooms and DMT and ayahuasca that those experience those experiences quite often strongly mirror a near death experience, which mm-hmm. I would say is a strong argument for the fact that both of those experiences are things happening in your brain. In other words, yeah. they're not necessarily things that are actually happening to you spiritually, right? Maybe well, they are, but, but, but maybe they're they not. I'll, I'll say that the most spiritual experience I had was doing mushrooms and it was a terrible negative experience. And it was a hell of sorts because um, I didn't forget who people were, but my brain had convinced me that I had invented them in, as like a fiction. So my wife and my daughter, I knew who they were, but I, they weren't real because I invented them as a fiction. And so then I was stripped of those relationships. Oof. And I remember afterward, after processing it, all I said one time was like, no, C.S. Lewis was wrong. The gates of hell are not locked from the inside because any motherfucker who's there ain't staying there. That's right. When you you, you were and, trying like, to get you, out as hard as you, you could. As hard as you could. But yeah. you didn't know where you're... But so when people say that, I think it's an absurd... I mean, people make a lot of absurd statements. You talk about like the stubbornness of the will. Um, <laughs> like it seems absurd to think that our will is more stubborn than God is... Uh, Patient or, <laughs> or, or yeah, or persistent. Yeah, like right. No, we're we'll break. And that's we'll David Billy Hart's break. argument. Yes, is that is that you know it's not going against your free will, but it's like no. But the mercy of God is you know, and, and again, God has eternity. That you know, take all the time you like. But it's also that you know, if you're if you're in the desert for like a week and you haven't had any water and you're dying of thirst and you climb over the hill and there's a guy sitting there with like free water, ice cold water, you know, is is that going against your free will for you to, for you to reach out and drink it? Like, no, you, that's what you want. That's what you desire. Right. And if and you it, don't take it, you're not free. You're not free. You're, you're insane. You've lost your mind. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, and that thing too, about the stubbornness of men, it's like, yeah, it, it's easy to be stubborn when you're not desperate or when you're not, like freaked out. Like uh, it's just a natural thing that's going to happen. You know, when you go through death, uh, I would imagine that that's a probably the most ultimate traumatic experience you could possibly have. Right. So in that, in that moment of death, you're not like tough and strong and stubborn and no, my way it has to be this. Like, no, you're like, dude, anybody want to help me here? (laughs) Uh, You know, a little help. Um, I don't, I don't see us. I don't think that 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 those human traits of stubbornness carry over into sort of a post-mortem experience. I think like well, that all that ego, because that's all ego, right? And your ego yeah. goes away. But if it did though, it's, 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 it seems irresponsible to say, let's say there's an afterlife and we go on forever. It seems irresponsible to say that, oh, that person was really stubborn against God for 60 years, for the last 60 years. Therefore, so for, for the night, na- yeah. for all, of, no, not only he should, but, he will choose to be for the next oh. hundreds of billions. Oh, of years. Yes. Like, like it's such, it's like saying like the weather was cold this morning. Therefore climate change isn't real. Like, like the right. little slice, slice, slice of evidence of something does not think like, Oh my God. Yeah. This person's 
nah, I don't know. Like yep. people, it, yeah. It, yeah. people change their mind. People go through things. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But, yeah. So I don't know, like even <clears throat> this whole idea of like heaven, I don't know. I, I talk about this a little bit in Solideos. Like it just made me rethink this whole thing about God and uh, what, I mean, again, I, I, not that I think we know. I mean, I think we maybe have some clues with some of those experiences, but maybe those are real and maybe those are not. I, I, I just hold on to the possibility or the hope that, you know, who, whatever we are is some kind of energy. Our consciousness is something that's like an energy and that it doesn't go away when our bodies die, that it continues on. And what, what happens to it after that? I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't want to get granular on it. I, this is the way I think about it. Like, well, I mean, when we're in like high school youth group, right? You had the question, oh, do you get to have sex in heaven? Like, yeah, exactly. that, I mean, we wanted to bang anyway. You right? have it's a like, body. How do you have sex with? Well, I don't care about that question now. But the <laughs> question, so don't, I think more uh, abstractly, right? So I, I, and this is maybe part of, uh, you know, Maybe it's delusional, but it, it helps my mental health. So it's, I believe I'm going to see my grandma and grandpa again. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. believe that that's the end. So yeah. how does that work out? I don't, I don't know and I don't care, but I do believe that at some point there will be a quote unquote embrace with my, you know, my grandpa and my Nona. Um, yeah. I don't care about the metaphysicality of that. It's more of like, Whatever, whatever way you want to interpret that, that's my hope. And if it's delusional, it for me, it's still worth having hope in because it helps me in the day to day because, you know, I don't want to, if you told me, oh, by the way, yeah, have a good day, but you'll never see your grandma again. Like for like, that's it. I'd be like, well, I'm sad now. You know, I'd be yeah. depressed. Yeah. And so that wouldn't be good. For, I mean, so. Is yeah. that an argument to believe in delusional things if it makes you feel better? Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think I have reason to actually have hope. I mean, in that. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I do hope that that's true. I mean, you know, I'd love to see. I, I hope I'm going to see my dad again. I believe I'm going to see my dad again. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. You know, no. And, and here's the thing, like right now, like you were saying, but so you, right don't, now, you this, don't know you'll see your wife again. No. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you could, no, no, I'm not trying to freak you out, but you could pass. I mean, any of us could just slump over. Yep. Dead. Right. Hit our head. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't know. And that, we don't know right? what's going to happen after that. Right. So, but here's the thing, like, exactly. but right now in this life, in this physical life that I have, this reality that I have in my consciousness in right now, I do believe these things, like you said, and they give me hope for today and for now and for the hope for mm -hmm. the future and all that stuff. But who knows, once I actually do die and I and I go to whatever else reality is next, maybe I won't get to see those people again, but maybe I won't care because whatever is next will be, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff will become insignificant to me. And that's fine too. I mean, I'm fine with that too. If it's like something so transcendent and so I can't even imagine what it is. And no, I don't end up actually like reuniting with my past people, you know, people in my, in my, that have died, but, but I don't care. Because it's, you know what I mean? There's just a different context that I can't even imagine right now. I know what you mean, but I don't have like experiential, like relationships don't seem to work like that. Like where you're just like, oh, I, I, I now no longer care. 
because everything's so great. Like, does that that doesn't translate for me in the real world? It'd be like, okay, well, well it's no, like Joe. Like, okay, yeah, may, I mean, we can be hypothetical, but I think about like Job. It's like, well, at the end, like the story ends with like, well, Job got a bunch of new shit, so everything really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so all the other shit, like his family dying and losing, you know, well. What do you, it's like almost God mocks him, right? He's like, quit being a baby. You got a bunch of new stuff. Right. <laughs> you know? No, no, I don't, I don't mean it like that. Um, I know you don't, but. Yeah. I don't mean it like that. It's not like, oh, this is, yeah, it's not like, oh, this is a better toy or this is a better experience than the other thing. So I don't care. I think it's, yeah, it's hard to explain it, I guess. It's just kind of like, I, I think that we have a certain uh, experience of our consciousness now that is limited and that, that post-mortem we become, we, you know, we, we have a, an experience of our consciousness that will, that will transcend this one. It's one that we can't even really imagine and it'll just make everything okay. Whatever, however it does that, you know what I mean? Which is maybe it's okay because I do get reunited or maybe I don't, but again, it's still okay. Because it's just okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever makes you, I guess, <laughs> happy. I, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even. I don't really think about this kind of stuff. I know. I, I know. Mean, I really don't normally sit around thinking about this. So stuff. It, it's it is hard. This is the kind of stuff we used to talk about and think about because so much of our Christianity was um, missing the moment and like. This place is not our home, you know. Our our home is in heaven, and blah blah blah. Um, and now it's hard. It's almost hard to find the words because I just I feel like there's still those tendrils, like you said, of of yeah. the trauma caused by yeah. hell and the rapture and um, the impardonable sin, unpardonable sin, I should say. Yeah. And now that that. I just don't feel I don't feel that trauma anymore. So I why would you go back to the the vomit? You right. know what I mean? Like this is the vomit. Go don't go lap that up. You got good food on the table. Oh no, I, I totally agree. Um yeah, I, I think so. It's fun to it's fun to speculate about though. Why wouldn't there be sex in heaven if there is a heaven? I think it'd be again, I, I if there is sex, I I I think it would not it would be a non physical union of our consciousness and that would be not really sex but maybe close to that and again here i'm assuming i'm assuming that we don't have maybe we do have some kind of a body i don't know um but but here's the thing i guess when i say i don't i'm not sure i believe in heaven anymore is like i guess what i'm saying is i don't believe in the, the that whole christian thing of heaven we're like oh i'm gonna see jesus and all that like i don't know that i am gonna see jesus i mean now i think i might be, um, you know, a, a, have an, an incredible awareness and, and experience of the Christ, um, what I call the Christ, but other people might call it many other things, um, ultimate source or reality or consciousness or whatever. But, but I don't think I'm going to see a Palestinian carpenter, you know, with nails in his, with holes in his hands. I don't, I don't think I'm going to, that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't believe that anymore. I used to. I used to totally believe that. And I was going to be in this like magical city with golden streets and pearly gates. And Jesus was going to be on a throne and angels would be flying around his head, singing songs and playing harps. And uh, all the Christians are running around in white little togas. 
And you know, like I, I, I did, I had this, this image in my mind of like, that's what it was going to be. But now I don't believe any of that anymore. I don't think it's going to be anything close to that. You don't think it's going to be one big orgy? No, I don't think so. I don't even think I know. I don't even I don't think I believe in heaven, so to speak, at all. Like I, I honestly kind of think maybe we're pl- we're all plugged in to a simulation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if that's heaven, maybe it's heaven. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe the the maybe we're just some sort of indestructible whatever, and we're like, hey, what would it be like to be in this fucked up place? And we go and we go plug in periodically. And that's what yep. reincarnation is. That's that's what I honestly think like it's something. It might be something like that. We're just like, well, I've had a good, I've had, I've been, you know, I've been wanting to try this out. Let's see where we're at. And you just plug in. You don't know where you're going to end up. It's like a video game. You're just like you pop in. Yeah. And it could be the 1600s. You could be whatever. <laughs> it could be the 2400s. We could be in some science fiction shit. Like who the fuck knows? You just plug in and you, you're there. So and we and then we learned some shit. We're like, oh, that was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I am I'm warming up to the idea of reincarnation. Uh, I know I know Katie believes all this stuff. Uh, I'm warming up to it. Um, I think there's maybe something to it. But here's what I've always con- been curious about. Right? I don't understand why, if reincarnation is a thing, why is it? Why are our souls bound to this planet? Like it would seem like the oh, conscious. It's not. it's not. We just fucking end okay, up. Okay, then why can't I? Why? Why doesn't someone remember a past life where they were Gorbnob on planet Bleep Blop, and they were, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? No one has. No, I've just never heard anybody say that they they remember a past life where they were a being on another planet, right? And I was some insectoid alien, uh, and I had a family. You know, like, and, and we laid eggs together, and by the ocean, it's like you know, what I mean like you just never hear that. Uh, I've never heard of that. Like, it's always, it's always bound to this earth. And here's another thing. Here's another thing. Well, I, because I, I, I would, I would say that uh, that the strongest evidence for reincarnation is not like, I don't know, um, what do you call them, deja vu or something. So, but so here's here's another question though about reincarnation. Why is reincarnation at least appear to be? not only bound to earth, but also bound by time. Because I think quantum scientists are showing us that time is an illusion. We experience time in a linear direction, but time itself, that's not what time is really like. Time goes off in all directions. And so uh, why, not why, just forwards and backwards, you, but in, in like four dimensions. Why do you say reincarnation is bound by that? or people? Because again, here's what I'm going to say. Because I, not only has no one remembered a past life when they were another a, a creature from another planet, no one has ha- had a past life where they they were alive in the future. In other words, I remember a past life, and I, I used to be in the year three thousand, and this and, and and in this future world, and then my, now in this life, I'm in the past. Like it's always you remember a past life, but no one remembers a future life. It's because then reincarnation is bound by time in a linear fashion, but I don't understand why they would be that. Oh, Once I don't know leave, if I put any faith in any anyone saying I remember a past life. But I'm just I saying say, all the people that are saying that they that, that they have had a past life, the people that have given us testimonies of evidence of reincarnation, none of them have been another creature from another planet. None of them have been from the future. 
I'm just saying. I I have a vivid memory of being glee glee, glee, <laughs> glee from glee, from glee, Yo, glee. Me too. I think we were neighbors. <laughs> no, you're that <laughs> asshole across the street. Hey, glib glib. Hey, glib glib. Throw your shit. Or- <laughs> Get your gorb knob off my front lawn. Get, get your gorb knob off my <laughs> glim blim. I don't know, man. This thing got derailed quick. Um, <laughs> what do you think about those people who say they went to hell and, and report back? Um, well, like I, I was there, bro. And I think my, ex, we... my ex-wife was there. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. My boss was there. Shit. It's like Dante was... when he goes there. All of his political opponents. <laughs> so that is true, right? It is true that for for probably as uh, I've heard that as many people have heavenly near-death experiences, there are people that have hellish experiences, near-death experiences. Yeah. But again, similar to you having a, a, a bad mushroom trip, people have had good mushroom trips and bad Mushroom trips. I've had both. Yeah. And I think there it's the same thing. And I think so much of it is sort of like we, those people that have those negative experiences, there is some kind of trauma or something in their life that's going on at the time when they have that mm-hmm. near-death experience and they bring that with them into that experience. And so much of it is their expectation of something. Um, so again, I I think so much, uh, so much of those near-death experiences, whether whether positive or negative, I think that I think the evidence is that whatever they are, they're happening in the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you are technically dead, there's still something going on in the brain and you're just reporting back those experiences that were in your brain. It's like, uh, in other words, I don't know how much of those experiences are truly like your soul leaving your body and going to another dimension and having a, a true experience. I think some of it is, you've imagined some of it, right? It's, it's been the creative uh, yeah. stuff going on in your brain with the chemicals in your brain. After hearing reports, I haven't done DMT or ayahuasca. It's certainly the case. Like yeah. you, you may mistake yourself going somewhere you because you, you were, quote yeah. blast off into the universe <laughs> yeah, um, or going to hell because you know, it's a bad trip. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean your soul actually did that or maybe it does. And we're just interpret. I mean, and and, and that's idea. a good point. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe that is true. Or maybe our soul isn't bound to our body. Like why why do we have to? Um, I think what is it Plato? Why do we have to have the 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 body be the container of the soul? What if the soul is the container of the body? Um, I don't know. Uh, one theory that I've heard is <clears throat> the reason why our our consciousness, our soul, whatever you want to say, the the, the intangible part of us that is that is our true self uh whatever you call that um that the reason we have a physical bodies is that without physical bodies you wouldn't know what watermelon tasted like you wouldn't know sure. what what sex was you wouldn't know what hence incarnation yes incarnation yeah you need a physical body to experience right. these things and it and right. in, so, in some ways this is the reason why if you want to say it's god or the the, the great consciousness the, the one single consciousness um is incarnated in living things is because that's how it's that's how the single consciousness experiences, experiences. the universe right, right? That's and reality yeah that's all i'd say god is i mean if we're like um like if i if i take if if my team loses and i rip my tv off the wall like some of those <laughs> motherfuckers yes i've seen those like, videos everything's still there i just can't see it right there's no the game is still there's going no on. way yeah the game's still yeah. like netflix is still 
it, everything's yeah. coming through the cables. People are still like, on the field. The, they're still however kicking However the fuck the ball that around. works. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, the feed is still there. Yes. I just can't see it. So that I'd right. say that's, that's kind of analogously where I'm at. Like we are the TV, but the TV doesn't contain the feed. That's right. It just broadcasts it for others to see. You're speaking that's like a it, true woo-woo new ager, man. So I've heard woo-woo. that exact thing so many times. Bruh. Um, but it, yeah, I think there's something to that though. I mean, so I guess I'm a new age woo-woo guy too. Because uh, I, I think there is something to that. You know, I've heard some but of these But I think it's also that. David Bentley Hart. I think when he talks yeah. about consciousness, I, I think it's in conscious, being consciousness and bliss, the experience of God. I think that's what I got from his yeah. rather verbose way of, of writing. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what's so funny too, is you find out that not it's not only not only David Bentley Hart, but I think a lot of early church fathers thought this way too. A lot of the mystics thought this way too. Um, they just expressed it in, in different ways, but I think they thought also um that the human soul was connected to God in some way that we couldn't explain or understand. Um and that we are the body the whole thing of even saying that we're the body of Christ, like yes, because Christ will always have a body and it's ours, right? And the Christ, Christ is in us. We are in Christ. There is no separation, right? It, that whole thing of like abide in me and I abide in you. Like I'm the vine, you're the branches. Like it's like this, it's like this metaphor of I can't tell where one ends and the other begins. Like go literally just go get a vine and a branch, right? Tell me which is the vine and which is the branch. Like it's all kind of runs together. And that's kind of the point, you know? Hmm. Trying to think of like how people imagine hell still. So, yeah, I mean, hell. Okay, well, let's just did say you this. Be- did you believe in bodily or was it just like a spiritual tormenting or you got like fucked up too? I assume body? it's a spiritual thing, but I, I would say, talking about hell in this episode, that there are people going through hell right now, right? There are, there are kids mm. starving to death in the Sudan. There are uh, there are children, uh, there's a famine and there's a war going on in Yemen. Um, there's the things that are going on right now in Palestine and the Middle East. Um, people are being shot and tortured and killed and their children are being killed and they're dying in front of them and people are suffering. I You're mean, talking about American schools, right? All over the world. Yes. K- kids in schools. Yes. In American schools, going to school every day, wondering is today the day I get bl- my head blown off or I watch my best friend get shot. Right. Um, Yes, we, we're living. Many people today are living in hell. Um, I do it, like that phrase in uh, I forget which gospel. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. Yes. So it's like heaven and hell are all. It, this is all heaven yeah. and hell. Yes, this is all both. At once. And this idea of bringing you know heaven to earth. Well, hell is already here. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's why we kind of need to bring a little bit of heaven. Because the hell got here a long time ago. Yeah, the hell is also known as Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's um, it's deeper than that, right? I mean, I think the the, the causes of that of our suffering, uh, causes of suffering on this planet are are, um, and in this sense, I think Jesus was right about this part of it, right? That the problems that we have, right? So. It's our ego. It's our desire for our love of money, which is we 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 value our own pleasure and comfort over the suffering and the needs of others, other people. 
it's our lack of ability to recognize that we have a connection to God and to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we failed then to love our neighbor as ourselves or love our, even our enemy because we failed to recognize that when we look at that other person, we are looking at ourselves. When we see that person, we are seeing Christ. Uh, we are seeing God. Right. And how so, about this? When we think we're loving someone, how about we ask them if they feel love? That's right. I never, I was never taught that. Yeah. Hey, if you just, you know, to know if, how do you know if you're loving someone? Well, yeah, ask them if they feel loved. Never, if they don't, you're doing never, it wrong. <laughs> I was never told that. Yeah. Hey, no, do you yeah, feel we, love we, when you're around me? Right. No, we no. don't ask that because we know what's best for them. Again, so that's this lack of empathy um, and compassion. And again, and again, it's buying into this duality that it's us and them and me and you and the separation between us and God and the separation, therefore, between us and other people. Like that that's the causes of suffering. And, and the solution to it is to recognize that, you know, again, I, I talk all about this in Soledadeus, like this, this realization, like when Jesus says, you know, one day you one, one day you'll know this one day, he says, one day you'll realize, which means they didn't get it then. They don't understand it when he says it, but he says, but one day you will get it. And this, and this is what you'll understand that I am in the father and the father is in me and I am in you. And that's, that was the re- revelation that Jesus had. Jesus realizes, oh my gosh, I'm in the Father, and you are in me, and I'm in you. And so we need to have that same realization. I need to realize I am in the Father, and I am in you, and you are in me. And then Sounds if we good. all had that same realization, oh my gosh, I'm in God, and I'm in you, and you're in me. That, that's this oneness and this connection that suddenly, if I really get that and believe that, then it's much easier to love my neighbor as myself. Because my neighbor is myself. <laughs> Whatever I've done to the least of these, I've done it to myself and to God, right? Because we're all connected. The one thing I miss about hell is being able to send people there in my own head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but think about it. people. People always say, and I've said it a million times, people always say that universalism is the cop out. It's the easy way out. It's like, no, actually, uh, hell is the easy way out. Because all the people that you think are going there, if they go there, you don't have to deal with them anymore. And yeah. you get to have your little And you don't have utopia. to go through any kind of uh, transformation yeah. process. Yeah. And if yeah, you cause... fuck them over, you don't have to reconcile with them. That's right. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm sorry, man. If, if, you, if you're a Christian, you fuck over some non-Christian and they go to hell and you end up in heaven, be like, oh, you, you should have been, you should have repented yeah. of that. But That's you're, right. You're, you're, you're still wrong. good. Yeah, you blew it. But you don't have to then be like, well, shit, at least I don't have to face him. (laughs) Well, it's that that ultimate, you should have listened to me. See, I told you so. I was right. And you were wrong, right? Well, but and you don't even, and you don't even have to deal with your own shit. Like, let's say there's a, let's say there's a pastor who assaults someone in the name of Jesus. And then that person doesn't want to be a Christian. They go to hell. And then that pastor repents and goes to heaven. Yeah. He never has to, he can repent uh, in this abstract way. Yeah. He doesn't have to confront the person he victimized because lo and behold, that person became a non-Christian. They had a bunch of trauma, let's say, and they died. They never converted to Christianity. That pastor then gets to go to heaven and never has to fit. Who, who's got the cot? Who's got the easy way out now? It's the right. people who believe in annihilation or hell because that in universalism, I would say, that pastor, if there's a just universe, has to go. There has to be some sort of reconciliation where that pastor acknowledges the harm they've done, right, and face it, 
Whereas with hell, he gets to bitch out on it because, oh, well, shit, at least I don't have to talk to that guy. I feel bad, but damn, <laughs> at least I don't have to face it. Right. No, exactly. It all just gets all the all oxen free, wiped away. Everything's fine. Wiped away. And, and no one actually has to, yeah, experience um, reconciliation, restoration. Uh, yeah. It, it, and it's- Which is actually the hard- Reconciliation and restoration are the hard- It's like the most complicated, like- fundamentally complex thing like and how are you supposed forgiveness to forgiveness is person? easy like you just forgive yeah. i mean it's not easy I, i'm not i'm not saying but i'm saying like right. it's it's like full restoration with someone like that's the hard work that's the hardest work yeah that's like the and, last step yeah and aren't these things restoration transformation sanctification forgiveness like is aren't these the core elements of christianity how how do you have a version of christianity where like all those things never happen, never take place. Well, they happen. They just happen infrequently. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, and they happen to other people, not to me. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. I don't have to go through that shit. No, I, I, I realize like, yeah, universalism is the hardest, I think, to actually. It's where the work gets done, right? Things, things, will, things will get worked out. Everything will get untangled yeah. and straightened out and worked out for the good of everybody. Does that mean nothing matters? It's all no. Are you serious? Like, I, mean, I hate I that question. Oh well, then, then I guess just every it's just complete nihilism because everything is, doesn't matter what I do. Well, in a in a sense, sure, but no, but you don't course, believe no, that. That's the, but you it isn't true. You don't, everything matters. You don't believe that, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't really yeah. believe that, right? Because like, is there ultimate consequence if I do whatever? Like, no, but it still matters if you do it. Like, of course. Can, yeah. Why do you need an ultimate reward? Are you, if you help an old lady across the street, does it matter if she doesn't give you a tip? Right. <laughs> like, right. Like just do the right thing, right? That's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, good enough. <laughs> and that's our mantra here at El Apostates Anonymous Podcast. Apostates Anonymous. Yeah, eh, good enough. Good enough. You <laughs> <laughs> make a t-shirt. Our first T-shirt can be a positive a logo, and then meh, good enough. Meh, good enough. I love it. <laughs> love well, it. if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please tell your friends, like and subscribe, all those things, rate and review, whatever you're doing, do it. Please, all please. the way in, all the yeah. way in. Yes, the all the way. The only way this show grows is if you tell people about it. Yeah, and, and share it. You know, you know share it with share your friends. It. Share it yeah, with your don't friends. Be ashamed. Share it with, Look, if you're ashamed of, of this podcast, we will be ashamed of you at the last day. I don't think your name's written in the book of life if you're ashamed Maybe of this it isn't. podcast. I, I would doubt that. I'm, I'm, so like, you can't prove it is. This whole conversation about, about condemnation and hell is just to turn around and put it on people. That's what we do best. Hypocrisy. Yeah. Hypocrisy. Yes. Hip-hop-ocracy. Hip-hop-hypocrisy. Hip-hop-hypocrisy. <laughs> Um, and that could be a any, sponsor any down the road. Hip hop hypocrisy. Yes. I think I you got to do the next. You got to do the next sponsor. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I've got to come up with a couple things. Good, because this one was um, tremendous. It was. It um, was great. Yeah. Make sure you make sure you check out the Trump Bible. Um, that 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 may become our first Actual, real, product real product that <laughs> stems from a fake ad. Yes, because <laughs> I'm not about to start no biblical beard company, but I may want to publish <laughs> a Trump did. translation. Yes, true, your too. friend. That's right. <laughs> my friend did that. 
Have you bought it yet? Have you tried it? Oh, hell no. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not buying any. If I did you buy some see... beard products, it wouldn't be the, from a Christian beard company. I'm sorry. You should see if we can actually get sponsored by a biblical beard wouldn't company. Wouldn't that be awesome? I should ask them, hey, would you like to sponsor us? <laughs> and then just be like, this stuff is the shit. Like, your my beard's matted, so fucked soft, up. soft, and so it feels so great. Oh. It yeah. feels so great. It feels like John Calvin drug his balls across my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you in two weeks. If you listen to Heretic Happy Hour, and I'm sure you do, we'll see you in one week over there. Or Second Cup and, of Keith, um, another great podcast from the Quarkast family. Heresy. Actually, there's a lot less heresy in the second cup. That the second cup, cup is pretty tame. Than, it's pretty really tame. I, I think it's kind of tame. Although maybe subversively, it's subversively heretical because, like, you know, well, yeah, I think there is plenty of heresy in there, but it's a little subversive. Oh, that's a lot of heresy. You just have a you have a mild delivery. That's right. There's a lot. Of, there's not delivery. a lot of motherfuckers and no, and no. It's, <laughs> things like that. It's just straight. Uh, straight Keith. Straight. Keith and and some heresy mixed in there, yeah, heresy. But you know what I mean. I, I guess what it, the thing is like with the secret second cup with Keith. Most of the time, I'm I'm basing everything on like, look, you know, the people who say they're Christians believe a bunch of stuff that they're telling you is true. It's like, well, actually, the Bible doesn't say any of that stuff. Yeah. And what's actually the scariest thing is what the Bible does say. So, yeah. It's it's like white people cooking. There's there's a little salt, but there's not too much. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah something like that alright well we'll see you next time folks love y'all thanks for listening peace okay.